0: Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast with Assistant Pastor Darian A. Regan. Have you ever been given directions and you wasn't too sure about the direction somebody gave you? And you couldn't trust or you didn't want to trust the directions that were given to you? Well, sometimes being a leader, being a Christian leader, that's what following and being obedient to God's word is like sometimes as you will hear, you have to lead anyway, even when you have no idea what you are doing. Leading and uncertain.
1: Because God has to get us alone sometimes. He has to get us by ourselves. He has to get us in a place where all of the distractions are moved out of the way. And now it's just you and me. Now you're in a place where you have no other choice but to seek God and to speak with God. God is like, I'm going to make you talk to me whether you want to or not. Jesus. Come on lift your hands all Blessing over this place. From you,
0: Jesus.
1: And receive. Yes. Blessing from you. Some of you been waiting for a long time. Woo. But now the moment is to receive blessing from you, Jesus. the blessing that you need from God, the blessing miracle that you, you need from God, the peace that you blessing. need from God, the joy blessing that you need right now. Come on and receive blessing in the name of Jesus. A blessing from you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God has been breaking. He's already molded you. He's made you. He shook you. Now receive what he has for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on all over this place and give God a hand praise. Come on and bless him. He's worthy. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. He's glorious. Come on, the praises praises know it. Let's see where the praises at. Let's let's see where the praises at. Those who know, those who understand, those who've been through it, those who witnessed it, those who've seen it, those who've experienced it, those who have a testimony, uh, where the praises at? Your response, where your praise is at, Jesus, Jesus, oh bless your name, God, bless your name, God, hallelujah, Jesus, I'm excited because the presence of the Lord is in this place, the the anointing of God is with this ministry. Even at the leadership conference, the anointing of God was even where the leaders were in Mesquite. It has been following us. The anointing of God is resting in this place. You can tell and see a difference when the anointing of God is in the place. The praise team, the musicians go forth. And when we come together collectively, there has been an anointing in this house. There has been miracles in this house. There is a praise in this house. God just wants the rest of you to release it. It is such an anointing in this place that it has me nervous. And it's not a scared nervous. It's a nervous about an expectation of what God wants to do for his people if they just let go. There's an anointing over this house that is so great that if you just let go that the very same anointing that flows from the head of the woman of God will flow down into the garments you represent the garment it has already flowed down. Now you just need to just open up and praise God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look at the house and you can see a few people here and there in their praise and praising God in their spirits and praising him in the heart because of the anointing that is in this place. Jesus. Okay, God, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. You may have your seats. You may have your seats. But I thank God for his presence. We are leveling up leadership. We've been doing it all month long. And today, on this Sunday, we're continuing in the vein of leveling up leadership. But God has given me something on this afternoon for leaders and laypersons alike. But believe that you are all leaders in some capacity. You are a leader in some form or fashion, or whatever it is that you do, you are a leader, whatever that looks like. Um, However, God has chosen you to lead, you have to lead in some capacity. If you are a parent, you are a leader. If you are a coach, you are a leader. If you are a teacher, you are a leader. If you are big brother, older sister, you are a leader. In some form or fashion, God has called you to lead. And so now the goal here for this month is to level up your leadership. And I want to talk to you today on this afternoon about that and just give you the perspective that God has given me when it comes to leveling up our leadership. I'm going to read just a couple verses. You don't have to stand, but we're going to put the verses up for you on the screen on this afternoon. And 1 Samuel 22 verses one and two. So David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard about it, they went down there to him. Everyone who was suffering hardship and everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontented gathered to him and he became captain over them or their leader. And there were about 400 men with him. Now, before you go to the next slide today, as I was going over this and preaching this, God began to deal with me and I began to ask God. And on today, I just want to let you know, I want to put it and drop it in your spirit that on this afternoon that that God called this, that showed me that today is I'm going to be doing two things, a little bit of teaching and some venting preaching. Just uh, just bear with me a little bit of teaching and some venting preaching. So today what I want to talk to you is about leading when I have absolutely no idea what you're doing. Well, let me put this out there first, though, because I heard a theologian say who went to seminary. I heard him and I remember when he said that that when you're writing your messages, you're supposed to keep your titles short, usually like three to five words. He said, if you had eight words or more, your title was too long. Well, I didn't go to theological seminary, but I'm going to break the rule today. And today is venting preaching. Today is leading when I have absolutely no idea what you're doing. We read in Samuel 22 that David is in a position as in a place where he has absolutely in this moment no idea what God is preparing him for or what he's doing. All he knows is that he's been anointed to be king. But have you ever been in a situation and in a place where you're trying to move forward or trying to get through a process or trying to get through make progress and in the middle of it you have no idea what God is trying to do. You have absolutely no idea what God is saying. I feel stuck where I'm at. Why is it that I'm always going through this and dealing with that and seeing this, God, and there's no movement? And we have this young man here named David who who has everything going for him. At the beginning it was going great. He he, he kills a bear. He kills a lion. He um, comes in and he fights Goliath and kills Goliath. He marries the king's daughter. He joins and gets promoted in, in Saul's army and he does all of this. He makes friends with Jonathan and he's having a good time and everything is going right and everything is going fine and well. And then have you ever been in a situation where your life was working out you got the house that you wanted the car that you wanted the promotion on the job that you wanted everything is going good we're doing fine until all of a sudden even though it seemed like everything had fell into place now it begins to fall out of the bottom Wait a minute, God, you gave me what I wanted, you gave me what I needed, you gave me what I asked for, now you're gonna take it away from me? I have absolutely no idea what you doing. I don't understand what you're trying to do. You, 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 you called me and you anointed me to be king, you called me to lead these people, you called me to pastor this church, you called me to parent this child, but now everything is, is, is turning chaotic. I I don't know what's happening. And now you're going through some setbacks. And he's going through and experiencing some turbulence in his life. Uh Have you ever been on an airplane? Uh And when you get on the airplane, Uh at some point, it starts to dip. Uh Or it starts to get bumpy. And your reaction is to hold on. And the reason why you hold on to something or someone is because you have no control over what's going on but all but what you hope for is that it's be over soon because nobody likes to go through turbulence because turbulence makes you feel uneasy makes you feel unsettled it makes you feel anxious and you asking can we get out of this turbulence can we get out of this problem but turbulence is simply friction between the air and the ground. Friction is simply another word for hostility or conflict. And what you're going through right now in your life is a moment of turbulence. And God is taking you through some hostility and some conflict and some, and some resistance that is happening in your life. And it's between the air and the ground. It is between the supernatural and the natural. There is a fight in the spirit realm over your life where you are going to go through moments of conflict in your life. But the pilots said, pilots, they know this, the pilots said that passengers don't have to worry about turbulence because the pilot isn't worried about the turbulence. The pilot said that the aircraft is designed to take the strain. So you're inside, but all of the activity is outside. But for some reason, even though you protected inside, you're still nervous. You're still scared because you can feel some of what's happening on the outside. But listen, understand that God said, I need you to trust me. The pilot, pilot, the Holy Spirit is the pilot. I need you to trust me. I got this. We're going through the turbulence. You're going to be okay in the turbulence because ain't nobody died in the turbulence. <laughs> You're going to be okay in the conflict. You're going to be okay in the trauma, in the hostility and everything that you're going through. It's okay because I got you in this. And David is having these moments of turbulence because his plight with Saul has caused friction in his life. It has caused hostility and conflict. So what do you do when you have no idea what God is doing? But listen there is a need for adversity. And so what happens is in adversity is that God will use the adversity that you're going through to increase your capacity So David is experiencing some adversity in his life, and what God is doing is he's using it to increase his capacity. Well, as I'm the one that's going through it, I'm the one that's suffering, so I don't know what God is doing. I have no idea until after I come through this situation. Understand that the more problems that you have, the more potential you have, and the more capacity that you have means the more ability or competence or power that you have. So as I begin to increase your capacity, I am increasing your ability and your competence to handle diversity so that I can level you up to the next level and you can handle adversity on that level that no matter what the enemy says or does or however he comes at you, you will be successful in your adversity because of the capacity. I'm increasing your ability to handle people talking about you. Because some of you have a small capacity for gossip. Some of you have a low capacity for mess. Some of you have a small capacity uh, for, for, for impatience. And what God is trying to do is increase your capacity and give you a little more patience. And now when you're going through some adversity, you can look back and say, the old me only have this much capacity to deal with people like that. But the new me, I got a little bit more patience. Thank God for the capacity. And he gives it to you when you have no idea what is going on. Uh I have no idea what you're doing in my life, God. Mm -hmm. I have have absolutely no idea. David sitting here on the run, not at this moment, but this man is running for his life for 15 years. He's 15 years old. When he's anointed king and it's not until 30 that he gets anointed king over uh, Judah. And then it's not until seven years later after that, that he's anointed king over all Israel. I had to go through all of this for this long to get to this. And some of you have been going through some things for so long, for so many years. And, and you're wondering what God is doing. When do I get out of this? When do I get past it? When do I get through it? When do I get over it? So God, this is what I'm going to do in the meantime. I'm going to go to my cave. Because some of you have a need to escape. Because I don't blame you, each and every one of us, when you're dealing with something and experiencing some suffering or some turmoil or some trouble or conflict or people trying to constantly go after your life, I just need a break. I just need a moment from the gossip. I just need a moment from the lies. I just need a moment from the opposition and the adversity. I just need a moment from these kids. I need a moment from these marriages. Some of y'all need a cave. For those of you that don't know, David, the Bible says, we just read it, that David escaped to the cave of Adullam. Why did he escape? Because listen, what David was doing, you can go to the next slide, Dave. What David was doing was he, he, see, I think that after a while when you start to go through so much and then God allows you to stay in for something so long, then you feel like the need that you have to make your own decisions. Since God, you're taking too long and I don't know what you are doing right now. I'm going to just go ahead and make a decision for my life. But the problem with that was with David was before that in the previous chapter, he went to the priest at Nob And he got the showbread from the uh, from the temple and the priest gave it to him and he wasn't supposed to. And as a result of him taking that later on, Saul kills all the priests. Then he goes from Nob to Gath where the Philistines were, his worst enemy. And he tries to go there and then that doesn't work out to the point where he got to come up with a plan B and make himself act like he crazy in order to escape from them. Because now, see, what we do is when God is taking too long and we don't understand what he's doing, we decide to take matters into our own hands. Only to find out that we just making stuff worse. You just messed it up even more. <clears throat> Call yourself trying to fix it. And you just made it even worse. Have you ever just wrote, even just simply wrote something down? And then you and then for you OCD people, you tried to fix it. And then in your fixing it, you just made it worse. And so he needs to escape what is he escaping he's escaping the uncertainty <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm trying to get away from having to just deal with the uncertainty to just deal with not knowing what God is doing <laughs> because I'm sitting here been running, and running for years of my life against a man who is jealous and hates me and wants to kill me, and, and now I'm at a place where I just don't know. And so I, I run to this place because, and it's a coincidence that the cave of Adullam is a cave that is simply in the region of Adullam, and Adullam simply means refuge or safety. And David has run to this cave because he's looking for an escape, for some refuge, and for some safety. Because he's not only is that the issue, but the other issue is he can't go to Jerusalem. He can't go to Judah. He can't go to his parents. There's nowhere else that he can go. And have you ever been in a place where all you want to be is just simply in a safe place? You, you want to go to grandma's house. You want to go to the parents' house. You want to go to my brother's house. But nowhere you can go that you feel like you can be safe. All right. And he has this cave that he's going to because this is my safe place. This is my place where I can get away from it all. This is my place where I don't have to worry about what's going on in the outside world. So I ask you, what is your cave? For some of you, your cave is your TV. Your cave is your phone. Your cave might be your job. Because it ain't safe at home. God showed me that for some of you, your cave is this church. But listen, but what he said, though, was that some of you are coming to church to get away from everything that's going on out there. But you don't come in to actually receive anything. You just come to get away from out there. What is your cave? Is it the gambling, is it the drinking, is it weed? What's your cave? What do you use to get away from when everything else is opposing you? Is your safe space, is your comfort, is your convenience? We talked about turbulence. Another thing that a pilot says is about turbulence as being conflict and hostility that you're dealing with and that you're facing. Avoiding the turbulence is actually more about convenience and comfort than it is safety. See, the problem is that that the reason that we want to get away is not just for safety, but sometimes we just want to get to a place where we can have some convenience and some comforts. We want to be comfortable. We want to have everything done the right way. We don't want to deal with no opposition. We don't want to deal with the fighting. We don't want to deal with the arguing. We don't want to deal with the ministry. We don't want to deal with people. We just want to be comfortable with where we're at and not have to worry about anything. But listen, if you're going to level up your leadership or even level up as a person or individual, you got to do it in an uncomfortable way. See, you got to be in a place where you are okay with uncertainty and being uncomfortable, and being okay with not knowing what God is doing. God is telling Moses to lead his people and lead them out from Egypt into the Promised Land, but and, and each step, they're made. God is having a conversation with him, telling him to do this and do this. But in all, honesty, he has no idea. What's happening next? He tells Noah to build an ark. It takes Noah 100-something years to build an ark. God, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) I'm just doing what you told me to do. (laughs) But now, whether what's going to happen after that, I don't know. (laughs) And so sometimes when it comes to uncertainty, you got to just be okay with just being uncertain and know that God knows. You got to be okay with not knowing and just settle in by your faith and know that if I don't know, it's fine. But as long as God knows, God, you know what you're doing. You know where we're going with this. I'm going to just stay right here and do what you said Do I'm not going to make a move. I'm not going to make a mistake. I'm going to just do right this. God, you know what you're doing. And see, some of us like to fight God. We like to challenge God. No, 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 no. Just, Just say, okay, God, you know what you're doing. Right now, this ain't working out. Right now, this situation ain't working out. These finances ain't working out. Uh, And whatever else you can think of is not working out. Okay, God, you know what you're doing. I'm going to just sit right here. But the need for uncertainty. Because what happens with turbulence is, turbulence can be a mild um, um, shove or push. Or it can be a violent jolt. And sometimes we've experienced some violent jolts in our life. And a jolt is simply a trauma or a blow or a reminder. And what the enemy wants to do is has he, or he has done is caused blows in your life. He has caused trauma in some of your life. And the next time when you go through the turbulence, it takes you to a place of worry and fear and anxiety. And then he begins to remind you of what you did in your past. but it's okay because the turbulence is not what's going to kill you. You'll be okay. The need for uncertainty. There's no way that David could have known that he would survive Saul. There's no way And it doesn't help that as he's going through this process that he doesn't know what God is doing. And so the issues that he's experiences could be causing some emotional uncertainty, causing this stress, the pressure, adding weight, To the things that he's been going through. And we don't understand why God is allowing us to carry this extra added weight and this stress and this pressure. But we said that God is using the adversity to increase your capacity. But right now, in the moment, God, I simply want it to be over. And for me to run is the way that I cope with uncertainty. I got to run. David did not know if he was going to, to win or to lose. But at some point he knew God was with him. When you run, the reason that we run is that we try to reduce the uncertainty so that we can increase our security. But the problem with running is that the problem is always still there with you. (laughs) So in trying to run away from from what is happening or the uncertainty or the problems that is coming at you, you think that is going to help you increase your security. And David has found himself in a cave. And many times what happens is when we are experiences, we have a, we have allowed the uncertainty to scare us. We're walking in a place of fear. But if we are going to level up your leadership, now we have to learn how to embrace the uncertainty. Yeah. So now we put our faith into Question. And where is our faith? And what level is it on? Because if I'm going to trust God after experiencing years of going through what I've been going through, and now I still have to trust God, even not knowing what God is doing, God wants you to put your faith and your trust in him even when you don't know what he is doing. Embrace the uncertainty. Because if you want to level up as your leader, as a leader, then increase your potential. You have to run away from insecurity and chase the uncertainty. We want to be comfortable. We want to be convenient. We want to be secure. But listen, one thing about faith, faith requires risk. And if you're not taking a risk, you're not exemplifying faith. Because if you're not going to risk it, then you don't need faith. So God is trying to level up your faith, which means you got to get out of this place where you feel comfortable. You got to get in a situation, God, this is uncomfortable right now. And when you are uncomfortable, it is right where God wants you to be. When you are uncomfortable, it is exactly, no, it's not where I want to be, but it's right where God wants you to be. Because faith means losing control and God <laughs> needs you to get, get this get this idea that you have to be in control about the situation he needs you to get that out of your head when you have faith it means that you are losing control and with that comes a loss of certainty there are certain situations that you can't control even when it comes to, to your grown kids like what we experience you can't control situations with what they do and that simply means that you gotta put them in God's hand and have faith and trust that he will work it out it's painful when you can't control stuff it's annoying it's frustrating when you can't control stuff when you gotta sit back and endure and that's what god is saying i need you to sit back and endure, it so i can increase your capacity to handle something else when the next thing comes against you so he asked david He has them right where he wants them. And God probably thinks it's funny. You have no idea what I'm doing. God can be funny sometimes. Like that. You have no idea what I'm doing. But just wait and see. Just wait and see. How it's all going to work out. You have no idea where we're going with this. You have no idea why you have the testimony that you had going to have. Yeah. Ah, but just wait and see. Ah, there's a blessing that's coming out on the end of this. There's a victory that's coming out on the end of this. But then sometimes, even in the uncertainty, there's a need to be alone. <clears throat> David runs to the cave. And because the Bible is just a brief summary We don't know how long he was alone in the cave before everybody else showed up. The verse just says that he went to the cave and when his family heard. But the space in between from when he gets to the cave to before his family shows up, what was happening in that space? Because God has to get us alone sometimes. He has to get us by ourselves. He has to get us in a place where all of the distractions are moved out of the way. And now it's just you and me. Now you're in a place where you have no other choice but to seek God and to speak with God. God is like, I'm gonna make you talk to me whether you want to or not. (laughs) We're going to have this conversation. And I need to get you along because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to level you up. I know you don't understand what I'm doing, but you're going to get why I did it. (laughs) You're going to get it, but I'm trying to level you up before I bring you into the next phase of your ministry. I have to get you alone first and speak to you. See, you got to level up yourself before you can level up somebody else. And since David has a history, he has a history of trusting God up until this moment where I think he had to regain some of that trust. Because he has going through, he's going to go through something for the next 22 years before he's actually sitting in what God anointed him to do. So God wants to have this conversation now. See, before you ever step foot in the position, you've got to go through a process of preparation. But you can't lose patience with the process. (laughs) You, you have to. So that's why there's that need to prepare. Because even when you're alone, you're having this conversation with God. And, David, that, and that's why David wrote Psalms 57 when he was in the cave. Yeah. So you want to know what he was doing? Read Psalms 57. We're having a whole big old venting session here in the cave. Him and God together, alone. But God is using this time to prepare him, using this time to get him in position, because leadership does not begin when you are actually in position. Let me say this first. There is a difference between secular leadership and spiritual leadership. And what God is preparing David for is spiritual leadership. Secular leadership is if I have a business and I have a vision, I want you to work my vision. And I'll pay you to work my vision. Secular leadership is about what the owner wants the people to do for him. But spiritual leadership is taking people from where they are to where God wants them to be. Spiritual leadership is Moses when he delivered the people out of Egypt and taking them to the promised land. Spiritual leadership is taking people from a place of sin and bondage and hurt and pain from where they are to where God wants them to be in a place of peace and healing and deliverance and restoration. You're taking people from this place of hurt and pain and misery to a place of hope. And a place of joy. So listen, pastoring doesn't start in the pulpit. Teachers don't wait till they get in the classroom to start leading. Coaching doesn't begin when you take the field. Parenting doesn't commence when the child is born. There is a preparation that needs to happen. And so you're questioning all of the adversity, all of the uncertainty, all of the opposition. It's all part of the preparation. Because you're going to impart what I imparted into you. You're going to give that to somebody else. Wow. I'm preparing you to help somebody else. To teach somebody else. And to move and minister and to mentor somebody else. I'm preparing you for this. As part of the preparation. So this is the turning point for David's leadership where he has to begin to level up. And God is using the cave as a remodeling process. Remodel simply means to restructure and reorganize and renew. But why do people remodel? People remodel to add value. They remodel to improve lifestyle, to have a sense of satisfaction. So what is the application? When God begins to do a remodeling job on you as his people, what God is doing is he's adding value to your life. He's giving you a sense of satisfaction and he wants to improve your lifestyle. Under his anointing, there's a need for remodeling in this preparation phase. But listen, before the remodeling again, uh, there's a tearing down that happens. There's a, 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 a tearing down that needs to happen first. There's a breaking down. The song said you've been making and molding. Even the prophet Isaiah said he saw the potter with the clay and the clay was marred, scarred, a wounded, broken pieces. But the potter refashioned it. The way that he saw fit, he improved it. He gave it value again. And that's what God is doing for us. But in this process, in this preparation, there's a need for poverty. There is a need for poverty. Here we have David in a situation because he's been running for all this time. He has nothing. He has nowhere to go. He has nowhere to turn to. His survival is now becoming a sense of desperation. And he finds himself probably at this moment moment, without any real direction because he doesn't know what God is doing. I don't know what you're doing with me right now, God. I know what you called me to do, but I don't know what you're doing right now. I have no idea what you're doing. I want to show you something. This is my teaching moment. Go to the next slide. I wanna show you something. And I wanna teach you a little bit of Hebrew. Is that okay? Because if you ever study the letters, the Hebrew letters, you'll find that they're not just letters, but that they have meaning and purpose, even in the way that they're shaped. The shape, the way that they're shaped describes their purpose. Now, when you look at it, you have no idea what this means, do you? But we're talking about the need for poverty, right? So we're going to make this plain and we're going to make this simple. The first word is race. Say race. This symbol right here, race right here, is the 20th letter of the Aleph base or the alphabet, if you will. (laughs) Y'all going to get this. And it is a symbol between greatness and degradation. And so what happens is when you are experiencing turbulence in your life, we said that turbulence was the friction between the air and the ground. What happened is when you're in the middle, right now you're at a space in this process where you are between greatness and degradation and you can choose whether to level up and experience greatness or you can go and walk and wallow in a place of degradation that's the symbol now the word race means poor It means poor. The symbol is designed to represent someone who is bent over. So the top part of the symbol simply means someone who is bending over, which suggests humility and submission or poverty. That's what it means. And David found himself in a state of being poverty, in a state of broken, in a state of being poor, in a state of humility because of where he was. And a lot of times what God has to do in this breaking process is get you out of your ego and your pride and get you to a place of humility so that I can make you be and become who I need you to be. The problem is with some of us, until we get past that ego... God can't have a conversation with us. Right. Right. He can't speak to us. He can't tell us what's going on. And so David has nothing to the point where he even, where we said that he even begged the priests for some bread. Yeah. And so he's poor. Rash is like a container that is empty. It is a container that has nothing in it. And so understand that with a container that is empty, imagine when God made man and God made Adam. Adam was simply a flesh and bone, but it wasn't until God breathed into him that he became a living soul. See, when when God makes you, you are just flesh and bones. You have no, you have potential, but you have no power until God breathes into you His spirit and His anointing. It is not until then that you have power. You are just a container until then. But listen, when this container is filled, it becomes rush, R O S H, rush means head or crown so when it's empty it's poor it's the level of degradation but when it's filled it's rush meaning head which is a level of greatness and what's happening is that we are the container that God wants to fill but there is another connection here so if you look at the next word, cough, you see that the top part is the same. And what the Hebrews say is that if you curve the bottom part, if you curve it, it becomes cough, which is the 11th letter in the alphabet. And cough means that. So now what he's saying is what they teach is that race is then elevated to the level of case which means crown. So what's happening is as God begins to do some things in your life, what he is doing is elevating you to become the head or become the leader that he needs you to be. And one reason that you go through the adversity that you're going through is because God wants to elevate you to another level. He wants to take you from being rash to being rash or cough. He wants to take you from being poor to coming out on top of being head. He wants to take you from a place of degradation to being in a place of greatness in him. And so what we see as a demotion from God, God sees as a promotion. See, when you thought that all of the stuff that you lost and everything that you lost with your marriage, with your house, with your finances and everything else, when you thought that that was a demotion, but God was simply using that to make you so that he could promote you into something more and give you more than what you had. And by giving you more, God gives David more because he gives him community. There is a need for community. God sends his family. He says that his brothers and his father came. But my question in the text is, how did they know that he was there? So God used somebody or something or some situation to send people into his life. The very people who he couldn't go to, God sends them to him. Who he probably had a strained relationship with, God probably is using this moment to mend that relationship. And he puts family back into his life and gives him community. And then he sends these other 400 men. Who the Bible says is discontent, in debt, disheartened, and probably also discouraged and downtrodden. They're hurt. They need somewhere to go. They don't trust Saul anymore. We're out here and we're looking for someone, we're looking for leadership. We don't have anywhere else to turn. And God is sending him like-minded people. The same thing that he went through, they went through. And so because of he went through what he went through, he is able to minister to them. They are looking for some relief, Discontent and debt. Debt has to do with relief or forgiveness. They are looking for some forgiveness. David in this situation is a type of Christ. Where God has sent Jesus these people who were hurting and needed healing. He sends them to him. And you as a leader, God is going to send them to you. Because he's called you to the minister to the people who are going through the very same thing that you are going through. At first you say, God, I don't know why you sent me to this place. I don't know what you are doing. I have no idea what's going on. And then now you see it begins to make sense. I'm sending you like-minded people. I'm sending you other folks who was messed up. I'm sending you people who got issues. I'm sending you people who got problems and worries and care. You're going to pass the people who got the same problems that you got and maybe more because you got 400 people here right now that understand, that you understand because of what you've been through. And all of that adversity and all of that opposition and all of that uncertainty, I'm raising you up for their sake because this is gonna be your community. This is gonna be your strength. You have ran by yourself alone long enough. You don't have to be by yourself anymore. You got a community. You absolutely don't have to be. There are people out there that need your leadership. They need you. They need your mentoring. They need your encouragement. They need your your help. They need your leadership. And we have to get to a place, God, where even though I have no idea why you sent them to me, I trust you with them. I have no idea. God, even though the process can be turbulent, God, I trust you with them. Even though this is difficult, God, I trust you with them. These same men... Who came to David a mess. Were the very same ones who became known as the mighty men of God. All because of his leadership. The same people that sit in this place today. You, each and every one of you as a leader. There is somebody who God has called you to lead. Even if it's your kids, they could be a total mess. But if you obey God and trust him, the same ones that gave you problems now going to be a blessing in the future. I don't see it. I don't understand what's going on. Hey, but but somebody knows that they're going to be a blessing in the future. I want to pray with you today about the uncertainty piece. And there are those of you who may be in a place of uncertainty. God, I just don't know what you're doing right now. And I need you to speak to me. I need you to help me, God. Ah, I need you to minister to me right now, God. Because I am feeling like I am stuck in the middle of this situation. But before we pray for people, <clears throat> you're welcome to come. As we're talking, but we want to pray if there's anyone who is uncertain about their relationship with God and you know that you don't have a relationship, you are not saved. And you want to come and have a relationship with Christ. You want to get to know him. God, I want to give my life to you. Father, if you are not saved and you don't have a relationship with you, if that's you, raise your hand if you're in the house. If you're watching on live stream, just let us know. Put in a text or chat or something. If that is you and you don't have a relationship, I want to be certain about my life. I want to know for sure that I have a relationship with God. I want to um, be in connection with him and be in fellowship with him. If that's you on today, raise your hand. We want to pray with you. We want to walk you through this prayer of salvation on this afternoon. Anyone in the house, anyone on live stream, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So if there's no one, we want to just say this prayer anyway. And I want you to repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I am so sorry, but I ask you to come into my life and to forgive me of everything that I've done wrong. I accept you into my heart in the mighty name of jesus we pray and i believe that you are lord in jesus name amen hallelujah jesus if you believe that prayer, if you want to live streamer, if you believe that prayer, we have a book for you, the Salvation 101 book. We will get connected. Our social media department will get connected to you. And we want to just pray <clears throat> for you. If there's anyone today, <clears throat> we want to pray with you all today. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Where did Anthony go? Did he leave? Can you oh, there he go. Come here. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God said that from this morning when we were doing prayer, God said that you're stuck <laughs> in this turbulence place god said that this this word or at least enough of this word would be for you (laughs) and that you're stuck in this place of turbulence this place of conflict hostility god and, and, and 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 so now what god is trying to do is get you to level up yourself your personal walk Because of all of the conflict for years and years and years and all of the conflict and all of the issues and everything that you faced and everything that was opposed to you. God is saying that sing and wants you to see that now you've been stuck long enough. Stuck in this long enough. And now I'm ready to elevate your relationship and your walk And it gets to the point sometimes where you get so stuck, it gets frustrating to be stuck in this place. It gets annoying to be stuck in this place. Like, God, what is going on? What is happening? And then sometimes we fall ourselves falling back into stuff, making decisions, (laughs) messing things up. But God sees you today. And he sees and he knows your heart today. And now it's time to get unstuck and get out of the place of degradation, out of the place of mess, out of the place of torment and into a place of greatness in God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we get him unstuck today. From the mental place that he is in, from the outside forces that keep coming against him, God, from the concerns and the worries that keep weighing him down, God, the weights are heavy, but God, today we cast our cares on you because you care, God. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light, God. We pray for peace right now and God, get him unstuck from this place. You be his pilot, God. You be his guide, God. You be his leader. You be his director, God. You help him, God. God, insulate him in the name of Jesus from the work of the enemy, from the weapons of the enemy, from the deceptions of the enemy, from the lies of the enemy. Insulate him right now, God. In the name of Jesus, from guilt, from shame, from embarrassment, God. Insulate him right now, God. From mistakes, from heartaches, from pain right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we get him unstuck up from this place, God, and increase his praise. Level up his relationship. Level up the time that he spends, God. God, the cave, God. The cave, God. The cave is temporary. God wants to be your refuge. Sometimes we go to a cave but God said, you can't stay too comfortable in this cave. I want to be your refuge. I want to be your fortress. I want to be your shield. I want to be your strength. This place that you have been to is temporary. It's time to come out. Loose him right now. In the name of Jesus. Loose him right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the weights come off. Breathe, let the pressure be released. Breathe, let it be released. We release the pressure, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of
0: Jesus.
1: In the the grave, do you mind? Can I pray with you? Is that okay? In the grave, the young lady in the back, yes, with the grave, dress. Is that okay? I what you're doing but I trust you. It is written all over your face. It's hard but God I trust you. It's difficult but God I trust you. The things that you don't tell anybody, the things that you don't share with anybody, but God I trust you in this Stay with as difficult as it is as challenging as it is it's difficult Father God the weights the weights the weights release from the weights God release from the weights God from the pressures God from the worry release in the name of Jesus God, the things that she keeps quiet, the things that she keeps secret in the heart, God, you reveal it to her and release it in the name of Jesus, God. We release it in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. And I trust you. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. God, I release it. And I trust you. I trust you. God, we pray that even as much as it hurts to let go, as much as it hurts to release God, we pray, healing, let it go. Healing, let him heal. Let him do it. Breathe. Let it out. Let it out. Let it, it's okay. It is okay. Rest in him. It's okay. Let it out. Breathe and let it out. Jesus. Come on, y'all, help her. Jesus. That's it. That's it. Release it. Release it. God, we pray for her release and that she is victorious. God, give her the victory in this moment right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, release it. Jesus. 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 Help her, God, right now. Help her, God, right now. Help her to let go, God. We destroy the yokes right now break the chains right now God we release the emotions the hurt in the heart God we release this woman of God right now to be free to praise you to be free to thank Jackie, Jackie, give me one moment. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What does that mean? Are you saved? No. That means that where God is you can be free. What you're experiencing now is the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit convicting you, Letting you know that he's not going to hold you accountable. So if this is your life right here, from 110 on to the past, he's not going to hold you accountable for that anymore. Want to be saved? Do you understand what it is? Okay. But there is a peace that you have been longing. I hear since childhood, since a little girl, a peace I've been longing since I was a kid. And now you're here today, and God wants to give you and be a part of that peace. All the mistakes and everything that you've experienced, the things that weren't your fault, The blaming yourself and it wasn't your fault. Believing it was your fault, but it's not your fault. And now I found this other cave. I just needed to feel safe. And I didn't always make the best decisions. God wants to come into your heart right now. Are you, you, we want to do that? He wants to come into your heart right now so that you can have a peace that you never experienced before. Are you ready for that? Ready to believe? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we did the prayer, but this is going to be for you because now you are at a place I'm just tired I'm just tired So let's pray this again salvation Now the Bible says I don't know if you know or not but John 3:16 God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should have everlasting life and all you have to do is believe. So I want you to repeat after me, Lord Jesus please forgive me for everything that I have done wrong and I ask right now that you come into my heart and that you live in me and save me. And Lord Jesus, I believe at this moment that I am saved. Now, do you believe that? Ashley, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let's pray. Lay your hands on Jesus. Lay your hands on her chest. God, we thank you for this woman of God, and we pray that everything that she has said with this prayer of salvation, that it is sealed we bind the enemy from coming in and manipulating and deceiving and snatching her away from you god we pray by your spirit that you cover this young lady God, and that she god is sealed in you in this walking in this relationship god and with that god we pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding, will guard her heart and her mind, God, from everything that she has experienced, God. God, we pray healing, God, from the trauma. God, we pray healing, God, from the pain. We pray your healing, God, from the past, God. We pray your healing right now, God. We pray even forgiveness, that she can forgive those who she needs to forgive even right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They're going to make sure that you get that a book, a salvation book. Please feel free to come back. You are welcome to come back anytime. You got, it. you know y'all personally. Okay, great. This Victoria gonna love on you and make sure that you take it care of. All right? All right. God bless you. God in the name of Jesus (laughs) let her walk in a place of faith complete faith total faith God for her herself her family God in the name of Jesus to trust you in it God to trust you with everything God even when it hurts even when it's painful God even when we don't understand it God she walks in a place God where she has complete and total faith for you God over everything that she has been praying about over everything that she has been asking you about everything that she has been seeking you about God but this is a moment God hallelujah where you are now you need to level up God has taken you through some process but now it's time for you to level up The reason for the adversity and the reason for the fight of the enemy is to dwarf you, is to hinder you from leveling up, is to stunt your growth. You came to a place and in a position where you are trying to find your purpose, but the enemy is trying to stunt your growth to keep you from leveling up yourself. The fighting is not to tear you down, but God is looking at the adversity to build you up. And now he's increasing your capacity. He's stretching you and increasing your capacity. Hallelujah, to hold more, to contain more, to do more, to be more. For that, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you.
2: Let's say amen for the word of God today the words that came from God today as he ministered. Thank God for the spirit of God in the room. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is some liberty. There is freedom. And we thank God for all of you that are here today and have received from God today. Come back and see us if you're not a member here. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is in this place. That is our service for today those that are listening on live stream, we would love you to be a part of our church. I would love to be your pastor, Pastor Sharonda and I, Uh, We would love to be your church family. You do need community. So just put in the comments right there that you need a church home. And we would love to give you the information. Or you can go to newantioch-aliante.org. Go to the connect button. Get into one of our community groups. Get into uh, becoming a member. Get into our growth trap track we would love to have you and if you're here and you know this is a place that god is setting you god has spoken you feel it in your spirit you know this is where you need to be i guarantee you you can find jesus you can meet him you can change your life and find your purpose right here and so there's a welcome table out there uh that we would love for you to just say i'm just interested in seeing about this being my church home we would love 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 to have you we're wearing our pink today for breast cancer awareness. Oh, it is something that is that is touching to New Antioch. We have a few that uh, went, that got their healing on the other side. As a matter of fact, we're having a service on one this week that got their healing on the other side. We're not mad at getting healing on the other side. I'm talking about heaven, y'all. Um, because that's where we all want to go uh, eventually, and they're much better off over there than they are over here. We just believe that. We believe that there is a better place. Everybody says that at a funeral. They're going to a better place. Guess what, y'all? There really is a better place. And we believe that, and we're not mad at that, but we also celebrate those that are survivors. So we're my survivors in the house. My breast cancer survivors, they're in the house. They're in the house. They're in the house. Thank God for we, we get mad at him when he don't do what we want him to do. So we need to rejoice when he does what he we asked him to do. Thank God for Sister Chimaine's uh, uh Uh, testimony we just thank God for you continue to be in health the rest of you make sure you get your mammograms men make sure you check yourself as well Uh, we I believe that some that most people now that are surviving is uh, is not necessarily an answer to science I believe it's an answer to prayer there are people that are praying for this cure of all kind of cancers and God is answering prayer so we do want to acknowledge that today for those of you who did not give earlier you still have an opportunity if you guys will put that screen back up you still have an opportunity to give Um, as many of you come in after the offering, but there's such a blessing in giving. I tell you, the more I give, like the old people said, the more he gives to me. And sometimes I get, God, I don't know. I don't really have enough to do this and that, but I'm going to give this because it's on my heart. And before it's over, he's giving it back to me. And then some. And so we are believers in giving. Our church is growing. Our giving is not growing as much as our church is growing. And so we want you to know there is a blessing in giving, but there's a gratitude in giving. That God, I'm giving because I'm grateful that I have something to give. Giving is part of your worship. Next month, we're going to be talking about worship. Giving is part of God. You mean more to me than anything and so I do want to sow into your kingdom. I do want your kingdom to be uh, to be expanded. So you got to get into your giving. It's a part of your Christian maturity. So you have an opportunity to give. Did we put up all of those things? You can, okay. But you can text to give. You can uh, cash app. Uh, you can give right after service if you need an envelope. If you raise your hand, they will give you an offering envelope, and you can fill that out uh, and give here in person, and you can give it on the way uh, on the way out as well. Um, you can also, can we give after service with, with credit card? We can do credit or debit card. They will also be at the door. So don't miss your opportunity to give. Don't cut off your blessing. I tell you, there's a blessing in giving. As you know, we are collecting our candy for our Falls Fest. We not only need, need more candy, um, but we also need a volunteers. So right outside, you can volunteer. You can do your chunk or treat. Give, take the opportunity to show some leadership in the community so you can meet somebody that you can share Jesus with. It's for, it's, it is for fun, but we don't do everything just for fun. We also want an opportunity to touch and love on people so they can see the Jesus in us. And we're inviting the community back here to the church. We're back and want the community to come on over and see us. So our Fall Fest will be on Monday, the 31st. So not tomorrow, but the next Monday. And so please, please, uh, next week, uh, all through the week, um, whoever you can get in touch with or to bring it back here to the church, we want to contribute not only our time, uh, not only candy, but our time as well. Amen. Amen. We do have... uh, For New Antioch in general, as you know, we are one church at three sites. Um, And at the central site, the funeral services, for those of you who want to know, for Don Lyle, we know him as lucky. He's been at our church almost the whole 20 years. Um, It's Thursday, Uh, uh, his viewing is at 11, and his service will be at 12. It is a full New Antioch service, so if you are available, we do need you to come uh, and volunteer in the New Antioch, we send you folks home, right? And so we want to do that for the Lyle family. And then on Saturday, the 29th at 1230 will be the services for uh, Wendy Smith. Amen. It started out as breast cancer, but God really blessed her and she did well for a long time. But then God decided that uh, he had a better place. That, uh, so she did go on to meet with the Lord. Uh, after the bout with, uh, uh, breast cancer that metastasized, but, and, but also this weekend, I'm going to let her come and, um, and make her own announcement, but we are having a believers prayer conference. We are having a believers prayer conference here at new Antioch. We pray that we're not sponsoring it, but we all up in it. Amen. Our Our uh, co-pastor, our prayer warrior, our prayer leader, uh, God has put on her heart to have a prayer conference and it's for believers, for people who believe in prayer. If you are just learning to pray you're not sure about how to pray, come sharpen your skills. I'm gonna be teaching at the conference myself. I'm teaching that class. Come and get the basics of how to pray. Build on your skill for praying. For those of you that are more experienced prayer, Uh, prayers, intercessors. There are also classes that will sharpen and lift up. We level up everything here. And we're leveling up prayer that will lift up your and give you more skills. The night services, if you have not registered, you can register at BPconference.com. BP.org? Oh, it says com on there. It's org. Okay. Uh, BP conference unless I just can't see, .org uh, is where you can uh, register. Um, but come check it out. Say, well, I, I'm not too sure about that. Come Thursday night. We'll be at TCMI. The Thursday night session is open to everyone. We'll be at a church called TCMI. Um, it's on Rainbow. Look it up. Google it. And that's where we're going to be, 7 o'clock Thursday. And you'll hear and kind of see and feel out uh, what's, what the rest of the week will be like. And maybe you just feel like going on and doing the rest of it. But it will be Thursday night, all day Friday, Friday night, and all day Saturday. And I am going to let her, even though I talked about it, I'm going to let her go ahead and do her thing. But Thursday night, she will be the opening speaker. This is our pastor. I need to see new Antioch Aliante in the house. Grab your neighbor, grab your friend, and come out to the conference on Thursday night. And I'm sure God will tell you, you need to hang out with the prayer conference on this week. And so I'm going to bring Pastor Sharonda up. Thank you for coming. Please come back and see us at any time. Those of you that are members, uh, let's keep growing. Let's keep praying. Let's keep supporting each other. Let's keep leveling up this leadership. Amen. Amen, Pastor Sharonda.
0: Amen. I don't know, Sean, if you have the video we were going to share. Let's go ahead and do that. Because Pastor told y'all all about the conference for the most part. Just, just come out. Come out on Thursday night. The night services are free and open. And so anybody can come. Have somebody come with you. I'm telling you, I almost ran up on the stage when uh Shemaine was saying, but we prayed. Yeah. And we prayed. Oh, man, we got to know what to do when adversity hits us, when uncertainty hits us. What are you doing? You're running into a cave. We stand flat foot and we pray and we cry and we pray and we fall down and we pray and we get up and we pray and we tough and we pray and we're weak and we pray. But we learn how and we know how to pray. We know how to pray. Go ahead, Sean. We don't have the the sound. There is sound to that. But if it's not going to um, play through that. We got Pastor Deshaun Horn coming in from from Reno, at Second Baptist Church. We got Pastor Liv. Y'all know Pastor Liv. She going to throw down. conference. Of course, our very own Dr. Parson, Dr. Avis Hinkson is coming in from our own. Tasha McCall is going to lead us in worship. Pastor Mel Moore is local. He's going to come and talk about when men pray and we're going to do this. We have a team of folks um, that is going to help us with this conference. I'm looking. I see the names as registrations come through. Thank y'all for you all support. It matters. It matters when we do something like this. There's been such a huge conversation on whether prayer is worth it or not. Well, we have testimony. We have testimony that prayer is worth it. And so thank you, Roz. We have testimony. That prayer is worth, worth it. And so, so come and level up your life. How's your family praying? How y'all doing? Who, who's praying in the house? Who's the prayer leader in your house? Who's the prayer leader in your family? Who's talking to God on y'all's behalf? Y'all come on, come on out to the conference. And so again, like Pastor said, the registration is up. It is bpconference.org. Get a group of five and get a discount rate when all of you come in. We're just going to have a blast this weekend. We're dedicating Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to prayer, to prayer conference. Thank you uh, for you all that are that are, um, going to be there. And so I do think that is all Pastor did talk about. Our uh, fall fest that is going to be on the thirty first. Um, we're still signing up for trunk or treat, and trunk or treat is we decorate our trunks. They have a game theme, like video game type theme. But y'all know my theme is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers theme. Uh, that's that's come on, hey, come on, Doctor O. The Steelers trunk is gonna be out there, so y'all come on by because as a matter of fact, we beat the Buccaneers last week. But I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> We beat them. Hey, it's been a a rough season, and so we got to celebrate the wins. Come on, people who celebrate the wins. But y'all sign up, decorate your trunk, put some candy in your trunk so that when the kids come by, they come to your trunk, they get some candy. Um, There is also going to be a fierce chili cook-off. It's fierce. Because we got some folks who really believe that they throw down and cooking their chili. I'm one of them, y'all. Y'all, I make vegan. Oh, is a video coming on?
2: He's ready to move in us. He's ready to move with us. He's ready to move for us. Don't...
0: Yeah. Oh, that was just a little bit. Don't worry about it. Y'all got to come to the conference to get the rest of it. You don't have to worry about it, Sean. Just leave it. Um, So I do believe. But sign up for the Fall Fest outside. Be at the conference on this weekend. For those of you who are going to support the services at Central, be there to support. Um, All of this is happening this coming week. And so I appreciate you. Let's stand as we all pray out. I believe that is all from the leaders. Nobody's giving me a high sign. Thank you for all of our visitors that came to hang with us on today. I pray that you were blessed and that you heard something that you can take on into the week with you. Let us pray out. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for the word, God. Thank you, oh God, that you are leveling us up, oh God, that you are still expanding us, increasing us, oh God, on how to live this life and how to lead. Thank you for the leader that is in all of us. God, we say thank you. God, as you send us out into this week, would you give us a boldness? Would you make us courageous? Courageous enough to share you with someone. Courageous enough to say that God saved me, he could save you. That God healed me, he can heal you. God, let us find that just one that we can share with you, God. And so we said thank you, God, that you are watching over us. God, we said thank you even now, God, how you have healed. We said thank you, oh God, for how you, oh God, kept the Ellingtons. God, it could have been worse. It could have been worse, God, but you kept them, and we said thank you for that, that your hand is yet with us. And so, God, send us, send us on out into this, this week in you, God. And so we said thank you in advance. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Mr. Mugg, more. It is so good to see you, Brother Calvin. I was going to come over there during the service, but thank you. Thank you for being here. We miss you. We miss you and your wife. Thank you for being here. Y'all love on somebody, and we'll see y'all later. (laughs) And in the name of Jesus, today we just thank you that you have no evil.